Welcome, everyone. Welcome to the Ease into Retirement podcast number 10. This is Tom Mosley. I'm your host, where I promise you every time, if you'll give me 15 minutes or so, I'll do my very best to build your financial knowledge. Now, like we said last week, this is not intended for specific carte blanche tax, legal, or investment advice. What this is, is intended for to raise some ideas and some things you might need to address in your plan. And if so, then you need to call us so that we can get real specific with the tax legal investment advice that we are legally able to give you or refer you to somebody who can give you that tax legal or investment advice on these subjects. So that's our, our plan. Listen, today's topic Today's topic is a continuation and the completion of last week's topic, what happens when two become one, and we're not talking about that happy time when you get married and two flesh become one, as it says in Mark chapter 10 and verse 8, but we're talking about at the end of life when there's two people in a marriage and one of them passes away and there's one left. Last week, we were going through the financial house. We went through income and we touched on several things, working. We talked about life insurance. We talked about the income needs, social security, pensions, rental income. We talked about inflation. We talked about investments. We talked about bank accounts and we were right in the middle of investments. And that's where we'll pick it up right here. When two become one, the IRAs, particularly if you're living in the state of California, in a community property state, all of the IRAs that were in the marriage, as long as the beneficiaries were beneficiaried correctly, pass to the surviving spouse. So that's a great thing because you don't lose anything. There's not a taxable event when that happens. And let's say the husband has 400000 the wife has 400000 in IRAs and different kinds of IRAs maybe, and they're taking their required minimum distribution. Everything is good. Those required minimum distributions are, are based on each person's age. And then boom, one of them passes away. Well, the good news is the IRAs pass from the 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 spouse that passed away, they pass to the surviving spouse. So instead of each spouse having four hundred, the good news is the surviving spouse now has that same eight hundred thousand. Here's the negative: that eight hundred thousand is all in the surviving spouse's name. We'll talk about why that's a problem, why that's an issue when we get to taxes, our next step up in our financial house. But here's what needs to happen with those IRAs. First of all, the custodian, in our case, if if you're working with us, it's usually a life insurance company like Allianz Life. If it's an annuity, if it's a brokerage account, an IRA, it's, it's TD Ameritrade, they need to be contacted. They need to be sent a death certificate, and there needs to be a transfer over from the deceased spouse's name, and it needs to be transferred over into the surviving spouse's name. That's the first thing. Well, that means that the surviving spouse is now the owner and the IRA uh, of the IRA. That would mean that they now need a beneficiary to be named. And many times when we're naming contingent beneficiaries, when you first come to us, like a spouse will name 
his or her spouse, and then they will name their children as contingent beneficiaries. Well, many times it's just natural for those contingent beneficiaries to bump up and become the primary beneficiaries, but then there's a need to list contingent beneficiaries so that you can give your family all of the advantages and the options and the opportunities when something happens then to the lone surviving spouse. So that that beneficiary issue needs to be addressed. Many, many times people we've seen when they've been with other other advisors, they've been with brokerage houses who really aren't advisors, but they're selling product and they're not really that concerned about the beneficiaries and keeping them straight. We've had many times when people have come to us and they had a they had a primary beneficiary, but no contingent beneficiary named. Or the contingent beneficiary might have been a trust or something that might not be best for it to be named. So we, those beneficiaries and contingent beneficiaries need to be straightened out when it comes to the IRAs on your investments when there's only one spouse surviving. Now, let's move into how the death of a spouse impacts the tax brackets. Well, Again, let's go back to the scenario we just developed. If you've got two IRAs when you're both alive of $400,000, that $400,000 of the deceased spouse moves over and becomes part of the IRA of the surviving spouse. So then you have $800,000 in IRAs. Well, that's great, except when you turn 72, at that point, at 72, required minimum distributions enter into the picture. So... If you are married, filing jointly before the death of the first spouse, and let's say you're making $85,000. Well, if you're making $85,000, you're at the very, very beginning of the 22% tax bracket. But if you then pass away, you leave $400,000 to add to the $400,000 to the surviving spouse. He or she now has $800,000 on which they need to pay required minimum distributions. But the year after death, they slide into the single filing tax bracket. So that same $85,000, if you have to take out, say, uh, $32,000 for required minimum distributions out of an $800,000 RMD, if you're married filing jointly, you stay in the 22% tax bracket. But if you're at $85,000 and you have to take out $32,000 as a single person then, which would be a natural occurrence, you've bumped yourself for 31 of those $32,000 into the next higher bracket, the 24% tax bracket. So the faster, we've, we've talked before on this podcast about tax harvesting and about taking your money from forever taxed IRAs and transferring them, converting them over a period of time as soon as possible after you no longer are employed, converting them over into never taxed again Roth IRAs. Roths, no problem. You take money out of a Roth IRA and you have no income tax event. So it, it, it really makes it crucial. If you're going to do tax planning, you need to do it after you're 59 and a half for sure. You need to do it 
after you've stopped working for sure, and you need to do as much of it as you can before you turn 72 and required minimum distributions enter to the table. Because yes, it's going to impact you as long as you're married, but as you can see, and I hope you understand what we tried to show you here, it's going to impact a surviving spouse doubly hard because their tax brackets are basically going to cut into half. Hey, folks, thank you for listening to today's episode of the Ease into Retirement podcast with Tom Mosley. Just a quick reminder that if anything you've heard so far today has hit home for you, maybe it's something you're dealing with, maybe it's just something you want to learn a little bit more about, there will be a complimentary downloadable giveaway on Tom's website specifically prepared for this week's episode that you should check out. Just go to easepodcast.com. That's E-A-S-E podcast.com. Click the button with the title of this week's episode and get your copy today. Now I'll throw it back to Tom. Now, if you know our house, if you know our financial house, in the roof of the house, we call that health care. And it's very important when a spouse passes away, particularly if it's a younger spouse, say below 65, many times a spouse has their coverage through a working spouse. And if the working spouse passes away, you're going to be offered by the company COBRA. You are a beneficiary of that policy, even though you are not the working spouse, but you will be offered a COBRA for maybe up to 18 months. And you need to know, do I have an individual policy? Is it a group policy? And if you're over 65, the good news is with Medicare, you're pretty much one-on-one. Your Medicare is your Medicare, and it's not spouse-related the way it's taken. But another healthcare issue that might come into place when there's only one spouse available, when there's only one spouse there is now, does that surviving spouse need long-term care coverage? Might have been something that you needed to purchase earlier on, but does that surviving spouse, could that surviving spouse potentially run into a situation where now by themselves, they may need to have a long-term care policy or at least a long-term care plan. Now, if you've ever seen our house, our financial house that we've drawn, you know that legacy is in the clouds up above when you're in the clouds up above. And when in the clouds up above, it's how do you leave things? How do you leave things? And we've talked a lot about the surviving spouse, but when that surviving spouse leaves, how do you leave it to the kids? Well, in almost all cases, not every case, but in almost all cases, the most seamless way to leave it to the children or to the heirs is through a trust. And when you are the surviving spouse, you will probably need, if you don't have a trust already, it's all the, you might've said, well, there's two of us, we probably won't go together and the surviving spouse can get a trust. That surviving spouse needs to run, get a trust and get that into place before anything happens to them. Now, the family gets a break uh, if, if one of them goes first because they still have time to take care of the trust issue. And that trust is so important because it will allow after both spouses are gone, it will allow their assets to be dot divided up among the heirs as the spouses decided that they wanted it divided, and it will allow him, them to avoid that four-letter word called probate. So as you can see, whether it's income, 
whether it's inflation or investments that we talked about in the last podcast, or whether it's the rest of investments and taxes and healthcare and that legacy and how we leave it. It is so crucial that you realize the the game rules have changed when one spouse leaves another spouse here on the earth and every one of those things needs to be at least addressed. You may have them taken care of, that's great. But when two become one at the end, it is very important that you address all of these issues and you take care of them. Now, hopefully you found this helpful. Remember what I've said, this is a tax, legal, or investment advice in a carte blanche for everyone. These are issues that you need to address individually from a tax standpoint, from a legal standpoint, from an investment standpoint. And that's where we come in as the advisors who are here to help you. If you've got your own advisor, go talk to them about it. Many times we had a, we had a person come to us recently and say, we want to move all our money over to you. Okay, could I ask why? Yeah, you saw us a year ago and you said we're with people, we're with a broker and they really don't give you a lot of tax advice. And I asked them for tax advice and that broker herself said, well, we're really not allowed to give a lot of tax advice. Please come see us. We will tell you when you need to address tax issues and we will send you to the proper people if it's something we can't handle. If it's through the investment uh, portfolio that we have or it's through the annuities that we have or through the IRAs that we have of yours, we will be able to address many of those issues. But if they're over our head, we will we will hold nothing back and we will not be hesitant to send you to the authorities you need to go to to make sure that you're getting the ultimate and the proper tax, legal, and investment advice. I hope you're enjoying this podcast. If you do, listen to us every week, like it, subscribe to us. If you go on, if you watch it on iTunes and you subscribe to us, it just builds up our following as more people subscribe to us. Share it with a friend, share it with somebody who you might know that might have gone through something like this. Give us a review. If you like us, give us a review. If you don't like us, let me know. And if you have any questions, as always, call me. My Our number here at the office is 714-421-4288. And you can reach me by email at tom at easeintoretirement.com. That's tom at easeintoretirement.com. So until next time, this is the Ease Into Retirement podcast. I'm Tom Mosley. If, you prom- if you'll give me 15 minutes, I promise to do my best to build your financial knowledge. Investment advisory services offered only by duly registered individuals through AE Wealth Management, LLC. AE Wealth Management and Mosley Insurance and Financial Services are not affiliated companies. Investing involves risk, including the potential loss of principal. Any references to protection, safety, or lifetime income generally refer to fixed insurance products, never securities, or investments.
Insurance guarantees are backed by the financial strength and claims-paying abilities of the issuing carrier. This podcast is intended for informational purposes only. It is not intended to be used as the sole basis for financial decisions, nor should it be construed as advice designed to meet the particular needs of an individual's situation. Mosley Insurance and Financial Services is not permitted to offer and no statement made during this show shall constitute tax or legal advice. Our firm is not affiliated with or endorsed by the U.S. government or any governmental agency. The information and opinions can contained herein provided by third parties have been obtained from sources believed to be reliable. But accuracy and completeness cannot be guaranteed by Mosley Insurance and Financial Services. A Roth conversion is a taxable event and may have several tax-related consequences. Be sure to consult with a qualified tax advisor before making any decisions regarding your IRA.